to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. everybody. We are so glad that you're here today. Welcome to episode 31 of the Life Lessons podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing good, and I have a little life hack to share. Ooh, I love life hacks. Tell me, is it one I'm going to want to do? I don't know. Maybe. You know me. Probably you know not. me very well. <laughs> well, so my air conditioner went out a couple weeks ago, and then we, it was off all day, apparently, and we came home in the house. You know how a house gets that closed-up, musty smell? Yes. Okay, so ever since then, and I have a new AC unit and furnace, every time I come in my house, it still smells musty. And I started thinking, like, maybe I have a bigger problem somewhere, or maybe the new unit's not pushing air or whatever. So my husband actually did some investigating. Basically, they said the cure is to get air circulating through your house better by opening all your doors and windows. Well, we both have allergies and our allergies are both killing us right now. So I'm like, I am not opening the doors and windows. But they suggested putting bowls of vinegar around the house in rooms that I guess that absorbs that okay damp odor. I don't know. And the other thing I did was I have some lemongrass essential oil mm-hmm. and I put it on my furnace filter. Just some dabs oh, of it on there. Okay. Well, now my whole house smells like lemongrass. Well, that's nice. It like purified the air somehow. I mean, maybe the vinegar helped too. But yeah. now when you walk in my house, there's just kind of a subtle lemongrass smell in my house instead of that sort of old house smell. Old funky house. <laughs> <laughs> it really is the worst. You don't notice it like when you're sitting in the house. But every time I would leave and come in, I was like, why does my house smell like that? Yeah. So. Old houses do start to get a smell over time. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like grandma's house. <laughs> so, yeah, I was so excited. I went and let my dogs out this morning, and I came back in the house, and I was like, oh, my house smells so fresh. That's good. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, I'm, I don't think I need you to try that. To but if I – well, let me think. What what listeners don't know is we just recorded the last episode five minutes ago. Because we're <laughs> – we're recording two and one. My internet's been crazy, and so we were just troubleshooting that. And I'm having trouble with my internet provider because it just keeps going off randomly from at time to time to time. So we had to record two at once. And so, other than that, there's really nothing, nothing new just from five your, minutes ago. Your ongoing internet saga. I do, I do, and it's you know I, I could change companies, but. Who's to say the new one's going to be better? Maybe the problem's my wiring in my house, or maybe. So it's a lot of hassle to change companies. And I'm also a very loyal person. Once I have a company, I like really like the company. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I'm not a loyal customer. I I just want things to work, and I want them to work right. And I have no patience when they don't. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm like, you can do it, internet company. You can fix (laughs) it. 
But the one that I would be going back to is one that I had, the other one that's available in my neighborhood, I had for so long, a long time ago. And then they got this new plan where they made you pay for any overage, like you had a limit to how much data Mm -hmm. you could use. This is when the boys were both in maybe middle school. Every month they, I would, we would go over and they'd be like, we waived the fees this month, no fees. But then eventually they gave us a bill for it. It was like a hundred extra dollars or some yes. nonsense. And I called and I'm like, I'm not going to pay an extra hundred dollars. And they're like, well, it's our policy. And I'm like, well, it's my policy to cancel my, my connect- right. connection with you. I mean, it was a big deal because I had my... That was my email address was through them. And mm-hmm. I also learned never tie your email address into somebody that you might change. But because you can take your phone number with you, but you can't take your email. Yeah, there's not email portability. No. And so that was really a big deal to change. So I kind of am holding a grudge against that other company from that other situation. I just don't want to go back there. They made me mad. They made me mad over 10 years ago. I get it. Yeah. Got really upset at really <laughs> bad customer service at Popeye's Chicken in my town. Years ago. Yeah. Years ago. I've never eaten there not one time in my life. I tried to get them to make it right, and they just basically were like, we don't care. Go away. Yeah. (laughs) So I took all the kids. I had all the kids with me then and my husband, and I was like, we are leaving. And we left, and I said, I will never, ever go there again. And that was year. I mean, never five years ago. Well, the other day I was sick, and my throat was just raw. And I was driving down the road, and I was trying to figure out what to eat. And I saw Popeyes, and I was like, "Oh, red beans and rice would not be bad on my throat." So yeah. I did go. I did go. Well, I gave in, it, but it took it years. Good? Was it good? Did you it, like it? It, it? it was honestly delicious. That's good. <laughs> but here's the, the the moral of the story for the for the company is that had they not had that policy of charging overages, I would still be with them today. And I would be a loyal customer forever. And instead, but now, you're grudgy. Instead, I have a grudge, and I'm like sticking with the company, and my internet doesn't even work. But because they're nice about it, they're trying right. to fix it. I'm like, all right, you're, I'm your customer. So that just goes to show that other company. I'm going to tell you it was Comcast, the one that I, I'm not. <laughs> but have you ever seen that meme? That what is it? How to solve the drug war? Have you ever seen that meme? No. Make people order all drugs through Comcast oh, customer yes, I service have. or something. Yes, I think I, I said it wrong, but Yes, I have. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, Comcast, if you're good. See, I hate to talk badly about a company, even though I'm holding a grudge. They might be amazing now and I'm just limiting myself out of Well oh, the feelings. I, I just think that goes to show why people need good to customer, good service. customer service. Yes. Yes, yep. it really does matter because I will be loyal forever if you do. I, that's all I ask. Yep. Well, we have a good customer service story to share Yay, today. That makes me happy. On our good news segment. So this came from an email and she wrote, Hi, ladies. I'm sharing a wonderful customer experience I had with my niece. I'm including the email string for you to read as well because it just made me feel as good as they felt to receive it. I signed up for a paint night at our local family-owned paint place. It was for myself and my eight-year-old niece. I told them that she would be traveling overseas, and so I requested a smaller canvas for her so it would fit in her suitcase. We arrived and learned that we were the only people who had signed up for the class, and I was shocked that they had not rescheduled us. The instructor was awesome, and she showed my niece how to do two paintings and let her choose her colors. She's a budding artist, and she was absolutely thrilled. The one-on-one attention was so special, and she made my niece feel amazing. I wrote the owner an email 
because I believe it is so important to let an owner or company know when they have done especially well. Sherry provided such excellent customer service, but more than anything, I was so happy to support a local business owner. Laura's team went over and above for our customer service experience. So ladies, schedule a paint night or any local business near your hometown with your friends and have fun. Thank you, Debbie. And Debbie shared the email chain. And she had started by emailing the owner about her experience. And the owner forwarded it to her employee, Sherry, who was the one who helped them that night. And then the entire email chain from the employees and the owner like that had gone back and forth was sent back to Debbie. And the owner wrote and said, hi, Debbie. I just had to share the replies to your email that we received. You have boosted the spirits of so many of us at Raise Your Brush by simply taking the time to share your kind words and generous feelings of your experience with us. Words cannot express how much your email means to all of us. Thank you. We look forward to having you join us again and wish your niece safe travels. Warm regards, the Raise Your Brush team. Yep. So, and I got to read the the little email chain that went back and forth and each person was just, you could just tell it just brightened their day up that they had received such a positive view of their company. Yeah, I love that so much. And so y'all, as you're listening, take the time to, to do that. It really means a lot and it helps people to know that they're giving you good customer service. Take the time to send that email to the owner, send it to the the company. We're so quick to let people know when something isn't working well for us, like we're leaving a negative review or we call and we're mad, but the positives help so much. And, you know, like the person that I was, that, that, wasn't helping me correctly at the at the you know when I was having my internet trouble 10 years ago actually it wasn't that person's fault and I wasn't ugly with her right you know she was following following the company policy so Mm -hmm. I was not upset with her and you know I, I made sure to not show any frustration to her at all and just say well you know I'm just gonna have to cancel and I did and I canceled and it didn't hurt the customer service girl it hurt the company mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we need to keep in mind that a lot of times people are working really hard and probably getting having really difficult time with the mm-hmm. public so let them know the positives well, and I think, too, it's like positive reinforcement, too. Mm-hmm. If a company goes out of their way to provide you great customer service and they don't get anything back in return. I mean, you think, oh, people should just do it because that's their job. But people need that well, positive humans. reinforcement. They're people. So they need to know, like, oh, yeah, I did that. And that that was appreciated. And it's they're true. going to give more to the next customer. Mm-hmm. Like I called about my internet problems that I'm having now and it just so happened, bless their hearts. I called them and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't look up your account. Our whole system is down. It will be down for three days. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. And she's like, and I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's not your fault. I'll just call back in three days. Well, there is <laughs> but, nothing more I mean, frustrating than being an employee who cannot access your computer. Like right. I literally can't help you. Yeah, and I bet though, I bet it made me think how many people are like yelling at her. Uh-huh. For not being, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be that person. I'm just, I'm super frustrated because I am a podcast host. Yeah, I have <laughs> five podcasts scheduled this week, and I don't know if I'm going to get disconnected in the middle of any of them. But you know what? It's not this girl's fault, and so I'm just going to cross right. my fingers. And <laughs> so you know, keep in mind that it's never the person's fault that their company has a policy or a computer's down or something. Yeah. Now, if they're rude to you, that's different, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> they they can't help it. They're just being nice and they're trying their best. All right. So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to someone special in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. So before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And I'm going to talk about Beauty Counter again, because I just really love Beauty Counter. You know, as I was doing the research for my new book, Cleanish, which is available for pre-order now, which is so exciting on Amazon. And by the way, if you're looking for it on Amazon, Sherry, it's so weird right now. You have to look for it clean parentheses ish. You have to put Mm -hmm. the ish inside parentheses. The only way to search it. The name of the book is clean-ish with the ish in parentheses. And I actually emailed my editor today and I said, if you just look for clean-ish as one word, you can't find it. So she's like, oops, we'll fix that. But right now you got to look for clean parentheses-ish. The other end of the parentheses put both on there. Then you can find it. But it comes out January 4th. But as I was researching for that book... It made me realize just how important it is to lower your toxic load whenever you can. You know, we are exposed to things all day long. You know, Consumer Reports researched water last year, bottled water, and found there are all sorts of things in our bottled water. We don't even know. Just living your life, going outside, breathing the air, you know, why your air conditioner might smell funky. Who knows what's in your air adding to your toxic load? And so whatever we can do to lower the amount of toxins coming into our bodies, the better. And that's the thing about Beauty Counter. They've done the research for us, and they make sure they don't add anything funky to any of their products. So that's one way we are not adding to our toxic load by choosing Beauty Counter. So you can go to jenstevens.com slash beauty counter, or you can go to beautycounter.com slash jenstevens. Either one will will get you to to Beauty Counter. And, you know, I I don't use any products that don't work. You know, I'm clean-ish. So I'm not, you know, going to use things that don't work for me. But Beauty Counter works as well as, if not better, than the products I had been using. So that's important to me. I agree. And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. This week, we are going to revisit a topic that we started a couple weeks ago. We did not get to all of the listeners' great suggestions. So we are going to go back to hidden vacation gems. So the world is traveling again. People are trying to figure out where to go. And like I said last time, every day in the Life Lessons Facebook group, multiple times a day, people ask for travel advice. Right. We are going to continue this part two of Hidden Vacation Gems. Oh, so today someone asked for travel advice for Surfside Beach to me, and I was so excited. Oh, that's fun. It was in the um, Delay Don't Deny social network. Someone went to Ask Jen, and literally you can go to the Ask Jen group and ask me anything. It doesn't have to be about fasting. She asked me about Surfside Beach. She's in Surfside Beach right now, and it was all I could do not to get in the car and drive there. (laughs) 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 My house is rented right now, so I I couldn't go anyway, but... You know, it's bittersweet thinking of someone there. Uh huh. I know. It, like we were just there a month ago, but I'm I ready know. to go back. I know. Like, oh, by the way, go? I have great neighbors there. Did I tell the story on the, the the podcast already about the neighbors being from the town my grandmother was born in? I can't remember if you told the story or not. You've told me the story. Yeah. 
I, I can't remember if I told it on the podcast. The neighbors that live in the house, ne- that own the house next to my beach house, they it was her grandfather's beach house. But they are from the small town my grandmother was born in, Honeyapath, South Carolina, which is tiny. What's it called? Honeyapath. Honeyapath, South Carolina. It's tiny. Wow. My grandmother is buried there. That's where she lived when she was born. And she grew up there. But they were at the beach house. And they're like, I saw your renters. And they looked like really quiet people. But they were having a good time. I'm like, awesome. Oh, <laughs> so I've right. got beach spas. But someone today asked me for some some restaurant suggestions for Surfside. So I was suggesting. You you know all the places I suggest. Oh, so. yes. <laughs> yeah. And the great part about your house being a smaller little cottage, you don't have to worry about like giant parties giant parties at your house it's true it is a tiny less it's less than a thousand square feet so it is little but i love it so jackie from kansas she has a favorite spot in florida to share it's called north captiva island you can only go there by boat because apparently i've done a little research on this little island it Used to, there used to be one island called Captiva Island, and then there was a hurricane that washed away part of the island. So now there is Captiva Island, and there's North Captiva Island. And to get to Captiva Island, you have to take a boat. She says it is a supernatural habitat. It's not touristy at all. There are no real roads. You just drive golf carts around. So once you get on the island, either there's a bit like a golf cart at the house you rent, or you can there's like golf cart rental places there. She says that there are lots of houses to rent through services such as VRBO. And it's perfect if you just want to get away, do some exploring, fish, relax. On the main Captiva Island, which you can actually get to by vehicle from Florida mainland, she says there are more touristy attractions, resorts, a golf course, and restaurants. And nearby there is Sanibel Island, which also has more restaurants and shops. And it's also well-known for the beautiful seashells that wash up on shore. And there is a well-known lighthouse on the island, as well as excursions you can book. So now, it sounds when you like North up, Captiva is like is if you it want to get away. Is it on the Gulf? You know, I feel like it is. Yes. Okay. The what made me think that is when she's talked about the beautiful seashells because I think the Gulf side of Florida is more Gets known for beautiful seashells. shells because on the Atlantic side the surf is just too rough, so it mm-hmm. it like you know they're they're more broken up. So we find a lot of broken shells on the beach, the Atlantic coast. But yeah, yeah. The waves I like the are idea of the kind of more rustic, nothing to do, just get there and. There's a lot to be said Relax. for that. Being at the beach. Check out. You and the ocean. She said exactly. it, it's truly like being on island time there. Yeah. She's like, there's no. And I'm not just... kidding. When when she asked the today about the, about Surfside, I almost got in the car and went to the, <laughs> to the condo that actually isn't rented right now. And I was like, I could just go. But I have too much going on. I don't have time. I to almost go right texted now. you Sunday night and was like. I don't work again till Saturday. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> I would have said yes. I could have recorded from there. <laughs> well, it's my husband's birthday week. Oh, you can't do it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kathy also wants to share about Florida. She says, the hidden gem I want to share is hidden in plain sight. Florida is well known for theme parks, but my husband and I absolutely love spending time in the county and state parks throughout that state. Each park's nature trails and activities like fishing and kayaking are fairly inexpensive, promote good healthy habits, and offer beautiful scenery. The parks all seem very clean and well-maintained. Blue Springs State Park is a gathering place for manatees in the winter months, for example. 
You can kayak there and hike easy trails, too. Every state offers state parks that are usually easily accessible. Pack a picnic and a good pair of walking shoes. My point is this. Don't overlook natural and inexpensive options for a day full of fun and new perspectives. That's really good advice because I've never thought about going to a, a state park in Florida. Yeah, no, that would never cross my mind. No. Nope. I mean, I think about that in Colorado or mm-hmm. Wyoming or that sort of thing, but I've never considered that in a, you know, in a state like Florida. And on the first episode of the Hidden Vacation Gems, we were talking about some natural springs in Florida. Right. And Jen and I had a whole discussion about would they be hot springs or not (laughs) and all that. So (laughs) I did look it up. And Florida has warm springs, which is a – basically you have hot springs and cold water that flow together. So they're more of a a warm spring. So now we know. Yeah. I might like a warm spring better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The hot springs in Colorado are amazing. They were they. So Christine wrote to us about Hawaii, which is someplace I would love to Me go. Me too. I've never been. So she likes to go to Kona on the big island of Hawaii. And she said she was born and raised on Oahu. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I have tried to research how to pronounce these places, but... As we did on the first episode, we may butcher some of these names, but I'm going to try really hard. (laughs) She says, my older sister had been raving about this place and finally convinced my husband and I to join her in 2010. My husband and I both went with our one-year-old at the time. It is a small 30-minute ride from Oahu. They showed us snorkeling areas that were like stepping into an aquarium. One of them is Kahalu Beach Park. It's just about 30 minutes away from Waimea. It's going slightly up in elevation, so it has a cooler climate and a small town feel. If you pay to do a tour in the valley, Waimea Valley, you will discover the beauty of what ancient Hawaii might have been like. An ahapua, or land division, from the mountain to the sea. Four-wheel drive is needed, so it's completely worth paying the company that has experience, and they will take you in and out, and they tell you all about the wondrous things that you can discover there. Back in Kona, you can visit the Sheraton Kiahu at night and see the manta rays come in as they are attracted to the light provided by the hotel and the manta rays come in to feed on the plankton. Or if you are more adventurous, you can get on the boats that will take you to the spots to snorkel or scuba dive at night to spot these in the water. Since that trip in 2010, we have revisited and discovered it at least five to six more times, each time discovering new things or enjoying new eating areas while also enjoying it with my parents and my family. The outdoor fun and memories we have made are magical. Though we no longer live in Hawaii, we always hope to return there again and experience it with our four-year-old who last visited when he was only five months old. That's that's really great. I'd like to go there. You know what I've kind of realized about myself, Sherry? I like going to the same place for vacation because over and over familiar. again. Well, it's familiar. You have your favorite restaurants. You know what to do, but there's no stress. Uh-huh. But there's also new things to do. Like I could go to the Myrtle Beach area for the rest of my life and only go there to travel. And there's still going to be something new that I've never done before uh-huh. to do. But I can go to the familiar things. But there's zero stress because I know how to get around. Right. Like I sometimes get stressed out in a new place. So I yeah. like to go back to the familiar over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make me a homebody? No, I'm a homebody. Even a vacation. little bit. You a little. Yeah. yeah, you are. You like your security. And I do. You're not quite as adventurous like me. 
Where yeah, me, I'm like, take me anywhere. I don't care. But she brought up a good point, and I'd like to touch on that as well, where she said it's worth paying a company to take you out. Yep. When we went to the Dominican Republic a couple of years ago, like we went to do an excursion, and it was so nice because they came in, they picked us up from the the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they took us out into the whatever jungles of Dominican Republic, but they are all native to there. And so they were able to give us the history of the town and, you know, talk to us about the the lifestyle and the culture there and like so it wasn't just a drive. It was also right. just a whole immersive part learning experience mm-hmm. and I like I really really enjoyed that part of it. And on that day, <laughs> on that cruise, I sat by the pool. <laughs> So that that's how Sherry and I can be different on vacation. We were roommates on that cruise. Yep. And we went we we got off the ship. I went straight to the pool and had a pool day right there. There's the little, little resort area around the it was like the one that owned by the cruise ship line kind of thing. And Sherry we did this mountain adventure. We went in road waterfalls, like where mm-hmm. you slid down waterfalls. And, and I enjoyed seeing your photos. Went zip lining. <laughs> and it was it was great. We had like an authentic Dominican lunch and I had a great. pina colada <laughs> by the pool. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel like if you go someplace and you don't immerse yourself in it, were you really there? Oh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great day. <laughs> but, you know, there's so many things to do. That's what I love about going on trips. You can choose exactly the kind of experience you want. Mm-hmm. So here is Olie from Oregon. And the suggested place is Bandon, Oregon. Oli says, visited and then moved here. Full of natural beauty. It's a gem on Oregon's south coast. Not a lot of, quote, to-do attractions. Just miles of beach hiking, outdoor beauty, far out of the way. There's a wonderfully vibrant farmer's market and a farm-to-table culture. Ooh, I would love that. She said, if you go, you must check out Chubby Girl Cheesecake, which is a gluten-free bakery featuring both vegan and keto items at the Farmer's Market, Coastal Mist Chocolatier, Mother's Natural Grocery, their deli is epic, Grandma's Pantry Pickles, also at the Farmer's Market, lots of local fresh fish, the Cranberry Festival is in September, it's a fun small town with small town festivities, definitely out of the way, but that's a good thing. So it sounds like a place that you would go and just rent a little cottage and yep. just explore the town and and downshift from life a little. I think so. Sounds like a great place. But, you know, I think we've got things I could do, like day trips I could go to. This is a day trip, I think, for Olie because she lives, she mm-hmm. or he lives in Oregon. And you know, there, there are places nearby here in Augusta that I could go to that would be just as yes quaint and nice. And, you know, I did that all the time when I lived in Denver. Did you? And I have never taken a day trip since living in Alabama. Well, it's time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's beautiful things to see. So we have another vote for Northwest America. Kim from Washington, she recommends Ross Lake Resort in the North Cascades in Washington State. She says it's good for families or couples. She said she first experienced it several years in a row on a charge nurse retreat through her hospital. Even though we were there for bonding and learning, there was so much to do. Fishing, hiking, camping, and staying in the cabins that float on the lake. That sounds amazing. My favorite thing to do is to get up in the morning, go out on the deck, and watch the fish jump while sipping my coffee while floating on the lake. It's so dark there at night, you can see the Milky Way. It is a place of peace and nature. 
It is only open from June to October because the highway is closed due to snow outside of that time. And you can visit them at rosslakeresort.com. Oh, that sounds really nice. A lake. I love I love being anywhere near the water. Mm. I just want to be near water. It's so healing. Uh, yep. It really is. All right. Rob from Melbourne, Australia suggests Queenstown and oh gosh, Waneka, New Zealand. Or did I say that like a southerner would say it? <laughs> Wanaka, New Zealand. Anyway, it's near Queenstown, I'm assuming. Picture postcard perfect any time of the year. Rob says, we have visited the area for 30 years as both a family and as a couple. We've only missed it last year due to COVID travel restrictions between Australia and New Zealand. It's full of great pubs and restaurants. There's an awesome lake, river, mountains, walks, some of the best bike rides, boating, any adventure activity you can think of. Rob says, I love winter for any skiing terrain you could want. So Rob says he has two trips booked for a week coming up soon, and then three weeks in August and September, which for Rob is heaven. It really sounds so, nice. My ignorance is going to shine here because I would never thought that there was snow skiing in New Zealand. I don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot about the climate of. I don't know. I guess I always think of Australia as being more. Well, it's so it's big though. It does tropical have a lot. and big and I mm. mean sunny and I don't know deserty, but wow. I, mean, I know New Zealand south. Yeah, it's close to Antarctica. Well, now I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, you can ski in New Zealand. I learned that's something awesome. New. Yep. Jen from Iowa recommends a Boundary Waters canoe trip. For anybody who doesn't know where the Boundary Waters are, they're up north northern minnesota into canada i did not know that well i only know about it because my ex-husband did a canoe trip up there with a bunch of guys she says this was an amazing trip with my husband we rode for hours until we found the perfect spot to camp we camped out under the stars and we felt close enough to touch them it's so peaceful there are no phones televisions and really no other people it's just a beautiful trip and time to reconnect with each other that sounds great Connie from Alabama says, when people think about beach vacations, most think about Florida or maybe Myrtle Beach. My absolute favorite beach is Orange Beach on the Alabama Gulf Coast. The beaches are beautiful, great restaurants are plentiful, and there are fun things to do for people of all ages. There are a wide variety of places to stay, hotels and condos in all price ranges. The ultimate resort complex is Turquoise Place. If you've never thought about vacationing in Alabama, consider giving Orange Beach a try. You know, my college roommate, we went to Wake Forest, and we were roommates for three of the four years, the last three. Both of her, she lives in Virginia, but both of her daughters go to University of Alabama, Mm -hmm. and they love Orange Beach. She's talked about it. Yeah, I've been there one time. I took my son and his friend. I've never been. Like a year and a half ago, and. I don't, maybe it's just, maybe it's because I'm with you. Maybe it's because, I don't know. I like, I think I like South Carolina better. The beach is, the beach is beautiful. It just, to me, has a more touristy feel. But where Mm -hmm. we stay in Surfside, we're not in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it's different. There's parts of Myrtle Beach that are much more touristy than others. Right. And I'm south of that in the, the Surfside area. But you know, I just really like the ocean waves. The what I talked about before about how it destroys the shells. Uh-huh. It's it's more wavy. That's it's true. A, it's yeah. So I, that's I think true. People who love the the Gulf and have, have grown up going to the Gulf, they're used to it being you know a little more gentle. Uh huh. Whereas yeah. I like that ocean. Uh, you want to hear those waves crashing? I'm in. pretty tame, but I like the wild ocean. <laughs> 
from my patio. <laughs> <I know>. so, <laughs> so Carrie from Louisiana, she said, we went to Costa Rica a few years ago. We went to a small town, not the tourist areas, and we rented a large house. We had two families with teenagers, and everyone said it was the best trip they'd ever had. We did a few tours, which were fun, and we spent time in nature and a lot of time at the house just relaxing in the pool and hot tub and enjoying the beautiful views. The guys took a saltwater fishing trip that caught a ton of fish that we then cooked up, and they got some fun pictures like marlin and sailfish. We have not been back yet, but we keep talking about it. Costa Rica is beautiful. I have never been. I'll have to add that to my list. Yep. Except I think that's the place my friend's daughter went, and she said they had giant spiders. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm really scared of spiders. I'm not a spider person. No. Maybe they. Maybe that's the wrong place. But anyway, if you can get over the giant spiders, I think the tropics are tricky for spiders in general. I would have to take my bonus daughter Avery with me. She's eight, and she kills all the bugs for me. That would be helpful. Like excited. I'll be like, Avery, come kill this bug. And she gets so excited. Ooh, can I, I take a it. moment to horrify you and the audience? Sure. When Will was in fifth grade, his classroom happened to be next to my classroom. I was the gifted teacher. And it was the first day of school. And I was in my classroom. I had to move classrooms that year. And so I was just still unpacked. I had to move. After I got my classroom set up, I got a call. Move your classroom before school starts. We're adding a third grade. So I had to move to another hall. Over the weekend, right before school started, it was really that a sounds lot. stressful. It was so stressful. It was so stressful. I was crying and moving my stuff. <laughs> I'd be like, "You move my classroom." They, the principal was like, "There's a 95 percent chance we're going to add a third grade class." And I'm like, "Well, can you wait till it's 100 percent?" By the way, they never added one. I moved oh, for nothing. Goodness. But on the positive side, because you know I'm good at that, my classroom was right next to Will's, and I feel like having me on the other side of the wall might have helped his behavior a little bit. <laughs> Mama was right there. He had a great fifth grade year. Anyhow, but it was the first day of school, and I'm still unpacking. And there was one of those, like, furry spiders, like Ugh. a wolf spider. Yeah. Over in the corner of the room, and I, like, ran out in the hall, and I said, Will, you have got to come kill the spider because I can't get back in my room until you do. And so he's like, all right. So he, he went in, and he stepped on it. And he came out, and I said, did you get it? He's like, Don't yeah. Don't tell then me ba- there were babies. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, and then baby spiders went everywhere. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to quit my job. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought that was just a myth. No. I thought that was pe- made up. That, that didn't know it really did happen. So I had to call the custodians, and they, like, went in there and sprayed. Please then call I had to, the exterminator. Oh, my Lord. It, it, like, traumatized me. But that really does happen. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. That was like, if you don't like spiders, that was the worst. Because now there's, like, a million of them, and they're little. And I still don't know where they come from. Are they riding around on the mother? Or are they in a sack? I don't know. I don't want to know. I, I can't read about it and look it up because I would have to look at pictures of them, I'm sure. But it's pretty bad. <laughs> Anyway, all right, on that note, sorry, audience, I'm going to go on. Melissa from Virginia shares, we love North Topsail and Surf City, North Carolina. I actually know how to pronounce Topsail. It looks like Topsail, but they say Topsail because I've been there. It's oh, well, a beautiful I'm glad beach. you got this one then. The I one that I knew how to pronounce. Well, I would have said Topsail if I hadn't been there, but it's Topsail. It's a beautiful beach. She said, every fall for the past several years, we rent a house right on the beach and take our four kids and our parents. The grandparents especially love sitting on the porch and watching the waves. We relax on the beach, play games, and cook together. The atmosphere is very relaxed, and the beach is not crowded. There are several great local restaurants. The girls always have a shopping day in Wilmington, which is about a 40-minute drive away. 
This is one of the highlights of our year, and I know we're making precious memories that our kids will treasure forever. I can't imagine going anywhere else. And, you know, that's really true, what Melissa just said when we were deciding what rental company to rent our house through. The rental lady that I was talking to, she was fabulous. She had she gave amazing customer service. But she said that people will have a house that they love, and they'll come back to that same house year after year. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. Yes, I love the idea of families loving my little house as much as I do and going back year after year and making memories there. That's special. It really is special. Yeah. Leslie from Alabama shares, we love Captain Anderson's restaurant in Panama City Beach, Florida. It is a nicer restaurant. It's on the water, but it is still casual enough for families. It is a tradition that we go there at least once when we're on vacation. It just has the ambience and old school charm of the beach. I love it. That's like the sea captain's That's house. That's exactly what Were I was thinking, thinking of. That Did you too? see that working in my head? Uh, well, it popped into my head. There's a restaurant at Myrtle Beach, listeners, called the Sea Captain's House. And it's right in you know, the heart of like old Myrtle Beach. It used to be a house and they converted it into a restaurant in like the 60s, I think. And it has been the Sea Captain's House ever since. They even have an old menu. Did you ever look at the old menu that's on the wall? Uh-huh. And I think it's, it's older than the 60s. Is it maybe 50s? I read the history of it. Is it the 50s? Maybe. Maybe it's the 50s. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe the menu is from the 60s, but the restaurant was there from the 50s. I think that might be it. It's amazing, though. We love it. It really is amazing. It, it's old Myrtle Beach, and they're open. They have, like, breakfast and brunch and lunch and dinner, and you're right there on the ocean. You can sit outside. Yeah, it's not just little... the food. I mean, the food's amazing. The customer service is great. We went there, like, in one month we were there, <laughs> and then we went, like, months later and the bartender yeah. remembered us he sure did yeah <laughs> so jen was like why does he remember us what's going but, on yeah just the whole the like just the architecture of the building is just very unique and it's just a fun place to go yeah because the bartender recommended that we go to dagwoods in surfside <laughs> yeah. and i've actually been there now he actually gave us free drink tickets to go we never went we didn't but, yeah. but i went later i went in december when i was there with with my friend melissa because yeah. she wanted to watch the bowl game or something whatever game was on yeah, we had to watch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess it was just a regular football game. Oh, that's great. All right. Sandra from Scotland shared, it took us 15 hours to get there from Scotland, but Aruba was worth it. A beautiful small island with gorgeous beaches and fabulous friendly people. We loved it. Now, have you ever been down there in that area? Have you ever cruised down there? Is that Not, like I haven't the, been Is to that a Aruba. Western Caribbean cruise that goes I down think that it way? Might be. I'm not sure where it is. Just, you know, it's like there at all. It's yeah. out, down there somewhere. I've never been to Aruba. I would love to go. I'm the water go looks gorgeous. To, oh, now I can't think of it. I'll, I'll go to any island anytime. <laughs> Bermuda, that's, that's what it was. I couldn't oh, think yeah, of see, it. Oh, yeah, see, I would love to go there as well. I want to go to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks so, it just, the, the pictures look beautiful. Well, as we discuss travel and prepare for summer trips, Mary would like to remind travelers to remember that the hospitality industry has been hit hard by the pandemic and it has not yet caught up. She shares, there are jobs that employers just cannot fill at this time. The effect of this is across the board. Everywhere you might be expecting service is not going to be on par with the days of old. My daughter works in a luxury hotel in a large East Coast city. She graduated college last May and has worked since then at this hotel. Just recently, as things are opening up in this Baltimore area and management can try to get back to normal operations, All rooms are being sold out, but yet they still only have a skeleton housekeeping staff. 
The restaurant is not able to open. There are not enough servers at the pool bar and on and on. The coastal town we live in usually has summer workers from Europe on special visas, and that is not happening this year. Please continue to leave large tips and be patient and kind to those who are continuing to work in the service industry during this difficult time. Thank you for the podcast and the Facebook page. I love them both. That really is true. When I was last at the beach, you know, there are signs. They're looking for, for workers everywhere. So just be patient. If, if you, I, I, that was really interesting to me about Europeans coming over to work in the summer. And I, I just, had heard that. I never even knew that. So yeah, that I had makes heard a that lot as well sense. from, yeah, that they, they can't get their visas. They can't come over. So they, they just can't get the workers they're used to. So, yeah. And something that I guess I just never really knew or considered until recently. Did you know it's customary and, and well-known in the travel industry that you should tip your hotel maid when staying in a hotel? Not really. I mean, I've heard that, and I consider myself to be a good tipper, but it's, I've never, it's, it's not something that has felt like, like I was not raised to tip the hotel. Yeah, staff. and like you know, when we've stayed on the cruise, I've tipped my. Oh yeah, we staff. always tip on the cruise. And like when That's I stayed at an all inclusive yes. resort, I would yep. tip my yep. maid. But like usually, you have the same one for your whole stay. Right. The travel industry really encourages you to tip your hotel maid, and that you should tip every day. Because sometimes it's a different maid. They have like rotating schedules or whatever. So don't Mm -hmm. wait to the end of your stay. But they really do encourage you to do that because many of those people, you know, get paid as little as minimum wage to to go in there and clean. I've got to try to remember that. I don't stay in hotels very often, but I've never stayed with anyone in a hotel who, who tipped ever. Yeah, neither have I. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if it's more customary in other parts of the country. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. So that's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. I, I've never stayed with anyone who has tipped a hotel maid. I've stayed with lots of people, too. So interesting. All right. Well, thank you. I'm going to look that up and make sure to do better next time. So now that we've shared all of the great tips from listeners and, and the different vacation spots, we thought it would be fun to take a minute to share some of our favorite places that we've visited that might be off the beaten path that we have not already talked about. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I haven't done a lot of extensive travel. It wasn't until I was probably in my mid-30s I went to Mexico and that was like a big, that was a big deal. I never flew on an airplane until I was an adult. And so I went with another couple. We went down there. The great thing, and I don't think a lot of people know this, is if you go through a travel agent Mm -hmm. So we started planning our trip almost a year in advance. And when you work with a travel agent, they're good about helping you pick like the ideal time to travel. Like they were really big about like, you don't want to go these weeks because it's going to be spring break and you're going to have a lot of college kids there. You're not going to get the experience you want. And then they also were like, if you travel between these weeks, it's going to be cheaper because it's after Easter, but school's not out for the summer yet. Mm-hmm. And so they were really helpful about that. And then you, we went ahead and booked. And at that time, you can go ahead and secure your airfare and, and you can lock in the best prices. They, they look at that for you. And then we made payments on our trip upcoming to the trip. And we just had to end up having it paid like I don't know, maybe 30 days prior to the trip is when we had to pay it off. But it was nice because we just paid for the trip a little bit at the time. So by the time we went, it was done. It was like mm-hmm. I, we could just go enjoy ourselves. The all-inclusive was nice because you have that flexibility. 
you get like tickets to eat at like the nice fine dining restaurants on the resort. And like, so at ours, it worked out to where we could go to the fine dining restaurant like every other night. And the other night would have been like you would eat at the buffet or whatever. Right. So we planned our week. Well, we were there almost 10 days. And so we planned like the days that we didn't have fine dining, we would go off resort. And those were the days we would go do excursions. And we went to the Mayan ruins and we went into Playa Car and went shopping. And, and then we would eat where we were and, and, you know, taking some more local fare and whatever. And it was just a great, great vacation. And somebody that we went with, they didn't think that they would like it at all. And then they got down there and they were like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Why have I never done this before? Mm -hmm. Everything's just taken care of for you. Kind of like cruising. And like, I, I never cruised until I went on that first delay, don't deny cruise. And it has that same feel. You just show up, your vacation's paid for, everything's paid for. If you get the drinks package, it's paid for. You just enjoy yourself. You don't have to worry I really, or think. Yeah. I like that kind of vacation because I don't want to have to worry about, should I buy this? Should I not? Exactly. Should I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people I'm traveling with, cough, cough, Chad, <laughs> <laughs> they will be like yeah, not wanting to spend the extra money on right. the things. And so if it's already paid for. When I'm in, I'm, I'm one of those in the moment girls. So if I'm in the yeah. moment having a great time. No cost is too much. Well, that, I'm like that too. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then later you're like, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. yeah. So not you don't have to worry about that. What I travel that. with is like that. That's why cruising, you know, that's why we started going, going cruising as a family because, you know, the dinner in the dining room is included every night. Uh-huh. And you, you can get the appetizer and the entree. <laughs> so it's uh, that's why it became such a positive for our family. Mm-hmm. Versus the land vacations where everything is separate, you know. Right. And I want to encourage people. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe this is not a good advice. But I got to explore Washington State several times because a friend of mine, her husband was stationed up there in the Army. And so I would go up there and hang out with her and we would go explore and we'd go to the fish market and we'd go to the, you know, waterfalls and hiking and we went to the beach. And so... It was a vacation for me, but it wasn't an expensive vacation because I was Mm -hmm. staying with a friend. And when I lived in Colorado, people would come out and stay with me. And the great part about that is I got to go out and explore where I lived, right? As as if you were a tourist. Exactly. Because I'm trying to show them a good time. So I'm taking them out to go see this or go see that. Mm -hmm. And so it made me really more explore. Like I know more and went and saw more. In the four and a half years I lived in Denver, in the state of Colorado, than I ever did in the state of Kansas. And I lived there for 30, mm-hmm. however many years, because yeah. I had people coming to visit me. So if you have a friend that lives somewhere, like, tell them you want to come visit. They may love to have you. And then it's almost like they get a vacation while, while staying at home. Well, and you could also just treat your hometown like you're on vacation. You could. I just... I've never done that. Well, I was just like <laughs> last weekend, I was like, hey, Chad, let's go down to the farmer's market. We never do that. Chad mm-hmm. had never been to it. Never. Did you go? Yeah. Was it fun? We went down to the farmer's market and we walked around and we had a good time. And then we went and had lunch. And yeah. And you just nailed why I don't do that in Alabama. I don't have anybody to do it with. Oh. I'm a Eric together. Like to- yeah. See, and I'm a together person. I'm not a solo person. I need a wingman. Yeah. Well, Everything's I probably would not have fun. gone down there by myself, and you're right. right. But exactly, that makes sense. Yeah. Where, All right, well, like, where do you I, like to go? 
I'm going to say, I'm going to make a suggestion. If people have never been to the the mountains of Western North Carolina. It like is Asheville, a, up in that well, area? And, yeah, and there's so many little small towns. My sister and her husband bought a little, I'm going to just call it a shack, <laughs> up in the, the Cashers area, Cashers, North Carolina. It need, I mean, it didn't have, like, plumbing. I mean, it. And it still has weird plumbing. Like, I don't even know. Like, they collect the water in some weird way from a stream. I don't even understand it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they know how to do it. I've been there one time. I get car sick. So I learned I, I don't like the mountains unless I'm driving. I right. have to drive. So yes. when I go back and see, they've done a lot of work on their little shack that's now a cute little cabin. But when I go back, I'm going to drive. We, we learned that. But there's all these little quaint shopping and towns and things to do. We went hiking. That was the day. Did you see me sharing pictures yes. of me hiking with my purse? And flip-flops. And flip-flops, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I went hiking in my flip-flops with carried my purse. I'm sorry. That's what I do. But there was like live music outside at night. And it's we went in the summer, but it's so much cooler up there. So people who like to get away from the heat. It was really nice. It was just beautiful. Yeah. There are so, so Western, many amazing places yeah. to explore. And even mm-hmm. a weekend getaway. I haven't been to Asheville in a long time, but I would like to go back and go to Biltmore. I haven't been to Biltmore since I was like probably 12. Have you been to the Biltmore house? I have never been to North Carolina. What? Never. So my husband just recently said that he would like to take a trip with me, which is unheard of. And he always goes up in the Gatlinburg area. Okay. But we went to Gatlinburg, and to me, it's just a tourist trap, and it's like right. any other tourist trap. And I'm like, we've been there. We've done it. We've seen everything. Why would we go back? And he's like, no, I want to go to the mountains and stay in a cabin. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, we could drive a little bit further and go to North Carolina. That's what you should do. 100%. And he's like... He doesn't do change well, you know, so he's oh, like, yeah. nope, nope, that's, I've he never been He would be renting the same house every year. Yes, he would. So he, me too. I get it, Eric. I yeah. get it. So he <laughs> wants to go to the place he knows, and I'm yeah, like, okay. I understand. I know. I get it. Another great state. I grew up in Virginia. I, even though I was born in Augusta, my parents got divorced, and my mom and my stepdad moved me up to Virginia, and we lived in the Lynchburg area, Bedford County, actually. And there are so many things to do in Virginia. I didn't realize growing up that we were spoiled, but like all the school field trips were amazing. Like you could go to Thomas Jefferson's home, Monticello. a lot of historical stuff. Yes, you could go to Colonial Williamsburg. You could go to, you know, Appomattox Courthouse. So many historic things in Virginia that you could go to, just all within like a very short drive. The, the Peaks of Otter, the you know the Appalachian Trail. I mean, that was my backyard. You know, we we lived on. My mom was a hippie. <laughs> you knew that about my mom. Yeah. We had we we had thirty acres that and when we moved there in the early seventies, probably seventy five, it did not have electricity or running water. Goodness. Until they cleared the land enough for it to have the electricity. So that's where I grew up. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like the city. I was now. gonna say maybe that's why you don't like to rough it anymore. Maybe. You couldn't see any lights other than just the stars. There were, you couldn't see us in a single outdoor light from, from wow. our 30 acres. Yeah, we had a pump. I mean, it was we were roughing it. So I don't want to rough it now. But it's still a beautiful country, and there's so much to do. I need to go back and visit. Uh, yeah, I've never explored that part of the country. I need to do that. Yeah, it's nice. Well, I've really enjoyed talking about all these vacation spots. Me too. It makes me really excited to do some more traveling. 
Well, before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you this podcast. And today we're going to talk about Bellicon Rebounders. And Jen and I both have Bellicon Rebounders. I don't know if you are even familiar with a rebounder is, but think back to the old school mini trampolines. So I've had my Bellicon for over 11 years now. It's stainless steel. It has these special bungees that, you know, rather than the old spring style trampolines, it's a great investment into your health. Unlike expensive workout equipment that needs to be serviced and they have motors that can burn out, the Bellicon does not. You provide the power. Once you buy it, the only upkeep you should ever have is to replace the high quality bungees every few years. And I'm going to be honest, I'm only on my second set of bungees in 11 years. Rebounding offers so many positive health benefits, offering low impact exercise in your own home. It can help regulate your body's insulin levels for up to 24 hours after a session, helping to keep your blood sugar in check. It helps strengthen your immune system and doing a soft bounce daily stimulates your lymph system. It is two to three times more effective than walking alone. It literally helps your body clean itself from the inside out. Many users find that by doing specific exercises on the rebounder, they are able to strengthen their pelvic floor muscles to help prevent organ prolapse and urine leakage. By rebounding for as little as 15 minutes per day, you can ease the pain of arthritis and help ward off osteoporosis. And what I find to be one of the number one best benefits is that it helps keep your vestibular system strong, which can improve balance, preventing falls. Falls are the leading cause of injury-related death in people over the age of 65, and over the last 10 years, the number of falls have escalated, in part due to a less active lifestyle. They have models with handles attached if you feel uneasy about using it without the handle, or if you currently have balance or coordination issues. You can learn more and check them out by visiting lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash bellicon. I love mine. I get on it and I bounce on it and then I get on my vibration plate. And then I bounce. I have to like bounce on it to get to my vibration plate. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it gets me on it. I love it. Next, we have a segment that we call our listener led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's tip goes with our topic well travel and packing tips. Did you know that each airline has a different carry-on size requirement? Check with your airlines before traveling to avoid extra checked bag fees. Roll, don't fold your clothes. Tightly rolled clothes take up less space and don't wrinkle as much. You can even put the rolled clothes into gallon-sized Ziploc bags and squeeze the air out, which makes even better use of your luggage space. Make a packing list well in advance of your trip. As you think of things you need, write it down. This will help cut down stress of packing and make sure you have everything you need. I actually do that. Most also start putting things in a pile. Yeah. Do you do that? A pile? Yep. Most airlines allow one personal item and one carry-on bag. Make the use of that carry-on item. Don't waste it on a small purse. Throw that purse in a bag or backpack or laptop bag. Never check essential items. Keep your medication, electronics, charging cords, jewelry, money, and credit cards with you. And also, did you know that the 311 has changed? You can now carry as many liquids, gels, creams, and pastes as you can fit into a quart-sized bag. Each container must be 3.4 ounces or less. I just saw a meme yesterday that said, know the person you're marrying. Are they the kind of person who makes a list and starts packing in advance, or do they pack the day of the trip? Which is so true. At the end of each, (laughs) I do a mix of both. At the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. Today's quote comes from Trish. 
The quote is, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. This quote spoke volumes to me, and I shared it with my mother, hoping it would speak to her as well and get her to change her life. She had been in an unhappy marriage for years to my stepdad and did not have the courage to change her life. She ultimately passed away at the young age of 63 and never did have a chance to blossom. Oh, that is that that breaks my heart. Yeah. So listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you're inspired to take an amazing trip, even if it is around your own town. Make sure to join our Facebook community. It's called Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And we would also love for you to leave a review so that we can help other people find the podcast. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.